Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette. I am an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. The quickest way to end a miracle is to ask why it is or what it wants. Okay, that one's a mystery to me, too. I'll tell you what the uh, source was at the end. Okay. After we've finished recording. Sounds good. doesn't really give much of a challenge if I tell everybody what it came from. Uh, so we're going to – you might remember that from several episodes ago, we talked about batteries. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny because um, what, what the listeners don't know is that beforehand when we started comparing uh, – uh, just doing a quick comparison notes on what we were going to talk about, we realized that it was probable that we were going to go over. And as it turns out, we had plenty for that and more left over. So – here we are on batteries part two. Yeah, mainly we're going to talk about rechargeable batteries and the issues around recharging batteries and some of the uh, some of the other stories that are related to that. For example, batteries exploding. Yes, we'll get into that. So rechargeable batteries are a special kind of battery. Not all batteries are rechargeable. Well, that's true, and it isn't. That's the that's the funny thing about uh, about the batteries. When I was doing some research on exploding batteries, uh-huh. um, I was reading about the thing that you're not supposed to do with alkaline batteries, which is to put them in a battery charger. The thing is about alkaline batteries, they can be recharged, but they're not designed to be. And putting them in a charger will cause the rea- cause them to start charging, and it will cause them to explode because they're not. That's not the way they work. Yeah. So, but, uh, but it can happen. I mean, it's not the the rechargeable batteries, the ones that are marketed as rechargeable, are designed to be rechargeable, and therefore you can put them in a rechargeable right. so battery it, charger. In case you don't remember, the way a battery works is that there's a chemical reaction that generates electrons. The electrons travel through a circuit and then back to the battery because because there's a negative terminal and a positive terminal. Negative terminal is where the electrons are coming through. Positive terminal is where the electrons are attracted to and re-enter the battery. And eventually you use up all the chemicals that are inside the battery and it becomes inert. It's used up and dead. Yes, in a regular battery, that's the way it works. Now, with rechargeable batteries, what you do is you reverse the flow of electrons. Yep. You create a more powerful flow of electrons that will go back the way the electrons usually come. So uh, you're reversing the entire process. And through that reversal, you begin to reverse the chemical reactions that took place inside the battery, and it goes back to its pre-discharged state. Yes. Wow, well, that took took way less time than I thought it would. Um, so <laughs> well, what did you have for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, uh, um, a, a simplification of the process. Yes, of course, yes. it, it all depends on the type of battery. There are de- many different types of rechargeable batteries, uh, some of the most popular being lead-acid, uh, nickel metal hydride, nickel lithium cadmium, ion. lithium ion. But uh, you mentioned lead acid. Before we go much further, I did want to mention that is technically the first rechargeable battery. Is it? It was discovered in 1859. There was a French physicist, Gaston Plante. <laughs> and Gaston, he was a smart fellow. And um, Yes, he did discover it. He opened the door one day and said, what is this thing? <laughs> Someone just left this thing laying around. Hey. Hey. <laughs> That's a lead acid battery. He actually discovered the whole process of, you know, right. using, cre- created a lead acid ba- battery and discovered that by 
reversing the flow of electrons by forcing electrons back through, you would essentially reverse the chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, lead acid batteries, of course, are very important. Yeah, they're used uh, in almost uh, well, they're used in all gas-powered vehicles, right? Yeah, that's the that's the battery that your gas-powered vehicle uses to draw power for things like the headlights and the radio as well as other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the interesting thing about the lead-acid battery in your car is that your car actually recharges the lead-acid battery. That's the way it's supposed to work, yeah. Yeah. Not always. <laughs> right. In a properly working vehicle, your car is recharging the lead-acid battery. Mm-hmm. And I include the battery as part of the vehicle in that case. Yeah, what happens is you have a, a there's a device inside your engine called the alternator. Inside which, inside lots of engines. Yeah, I had a, I, my very first car had a generator in it. Oh, there which you Which is go. slightly different from an, an alternator. Right, right. And and also if your alternator goes out, that's awful. Yes. Yeah. As my wife discovered on two eighty five one evening. Yeah. Yeah, that was not that, good. That's a highway in in the Atlanta area. Better known as the perimeter. Yes. Uh, the perimeter is also known as the raceway in the Atlanta area, where if you're not going eighty five miles per hour. You better be dead. So anyway, the uh, the alternator uh, recharges the battery as you drive. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why your car battery will last a pretty long time. Now, typically, if you were to use a lead-acid battery and you weren't recharging it, it would not last that long. Like the, the energy would give out much more quickly than it usually does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is getting constantly little amounts of, of recharge every time you're driving it. So... Um, uh, that's again that was the the first rechargeable battery that was uh discovered to be you know that that it was the first time anyone discovered that you could reverse that chemical reaction um since then of course we have discovered that other materials also work really well in this uh this format including the the nickel cadmium and the lithium ion and batteries like that yeah, the, one of the things that's interesting about rechargeable batteries is that uh, different rechargeable battery types are useful for different applications. Um, that's why you'll still see lead-acid batteries used in cars, and you still see uh, uh, nickel-cadmium and nickel-metal hydride batteries used in all kinds of things that you put AA, AAA, 9-volt, etc., uh, in. Yeah, little portable devices usually. Right, right. And you see uh, lithium-ion batteries in electronics such as computers and portable music players and, and the like. Yeah. Uh, the, different, the different properties of the batteries themselves make them appropriate to use in those different, uh, different applications. Right, because depending on the materials you're using for your battery, that's what's going to determine the, the actual voltage and, and uh, current that's going to come from that battery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some materials are not going to be useful for certain applications because it's going to require more electricity than that battery can generate unless you were to make an enormous series of batteries. And at that point, you're you're sacrificing so much in terms of weight in order to get electricity that it's wasteful. That was one of the uh, big complaints that I remember in the 90s about the idea of electric cars. They were using lead-acid batteries, and as most people know... Uh, lead is extremely heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, a pound of lead being equal to the weight of a pound of feathers. But uh, nonetheless... You just blew my mind. Yeah. None, nonetheless, as anyone who has changed their uh, car battery knows, um, other than to wear gloves while you're doing it and avoid charging it when you don't have any eye protection on and you're standing right over it, 
um, they are extremely heavy because of of the lead inside, and that made a lot of the electric cars in the 1990s rather impractical because just the sheer weight of the amount of batteries needed to power a vehicle was uh, made it just really uh, not practical at all. Yeah, um, it wasn't until we discovered other materials that had better energy density mm-hmm. than uh, than the lead acid that that electric cars started to become uh, less of a of an obstacle that mm-hmm. they used to be. Uh, lithium ion certainly excels at that. Right, lithium ion has a, a very strong uh, energy density. Um, it can generate quite a bit of electricity, and so it, it, you know, you relative to the size of another battery made out of a different material, lithium ion is uh, is, is generates more energy, mm-hmm. essentially, or more electricity. I guess I should say specifically. Now, we were about to talk also about the exploding batteries. Mm-hmm. I think this kind of leads into it because people may have heard about lithium ion batteries and having uh, overheating issues and. Um, even batteries that have burst into flames or, or exploded, mm-hmm. however you want to determine that. Yeah. Um, first of all, a lot of different batteries have the potential to burst into flame or explode because yes. some of the materials inside lots of batteries happens to be flammable. I, I think it's safe to say it's a, it's a good idea to treat the contents of batteries as hazardous. Some of them are caustic. Some right. of them are, are non-toxic. But um, unless you happen to be intimately familiar with what's inside the can, uh, it's better to uh, treat it as something that will harm your skin, uh, something you don't want to get in your eyes or nose or mouth. Right. Um, you know, handle with care, gloves, and perhaps a pair of safety goggles if yeah. you don't know exactly what it is that you're dealing and with. And you don't want to be puncturing these things or no. anything like that. Don't I mean, throw it's... batteries in the fire. Right. Yeah. The, the, there are chemicals in there that could be dangerous under different circumstances. Now, with lithium ion, that happens to be lithium, uh, which is, is quite flammable, as it turns out. And um, it's not just that the lithium is flammable. There are a couple of elements at play. One is that <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. But anyway, one of them is that uh, in the manufacturing process of creating a lithium-ion battery, one of the byproducts within the battery are these tiny little metal particles. Mm-hmm. And depending upon how exacting the procedure is for the manufacturing process, uh, so this really depends on the, the manufacturer, you know, how, how careful they are, uh, you may have more or fewer of those metal particles. Mm-hmm. Uh, fewer would be better. Um, because what happens is as you charge the battery, or even as you use it, it starts to generate heat. Right. It's one of the byproducts of this whole process. It's not just the chemical reaction doesn't just generate electricity. It also generates heat. Um, as that heat is generated, the metal, metal particles start to move around mm-hmm. inside the lithium-ion batteries. Well, there's, um, there's a separator inside the lithium-ion batteries. If you remember in our previous batteries podcast, we talked about the uh, anode and the cathode. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a separator between the two, or else the electrons will just travel directly between the two instead of going through the circuit that you've plugged the battery into. Mm-hmm. So these little metal particles can sometimes puncture that separator, mm-hmm. and that creates a short circuit. So now the electrons can flow freely inside the battery instead of going through the circuitry like it's supposed to. And this will cause batteries to heat up much more quickly because you know you've just you've just removed that that pathway, and the, ele- the electrons will move very quickly, you know, speed of light essentially, um, and 
the battery will heat up, and if the contents of that battery are flammable, as is the case with lithium-ion batteries, the battery could burst into flame, mm-hmm. which is spectacular and dangerous and very scary and can set your pants on fire. <laughs> yes, uh, We actually have an article about that setting your pants on fire. Sorry, go ahead. We do indeed. Um, that that was essentially what I was I was going to get to was Ooh, the fact sorry. that a few years ago it um, uh, this thermal runaway, mm-hmm. as it's known, um, was a big item in the news. They had discovered uh, Sony and Apple both got blamed for uh, batteries, a few uh, lithium ion batteries that had um, overheated and uh, caught fire. Um, as it turned out, they came from another you know like most computer components. They came from another manufacturer. Um, and, uh, of course, I think there was the uh, whole iPod setting your pants on fire thing, which, as Jonathan mentioned, there is an article on our site about it. Um, but as it turns out, they're not – these things, uh, obviously, there may have been in a lot like that uh, defects in the manufacturing process. But in general, um, it's very unlikely that it's going to happen. So uh, – you know, I, I have also heard that it's possible to drop a lithium-ion battery, and it can cause it to um, can cause problems like that too. Uh, yeah, I would you, imagine it's probably the same thing. If you drop it from a, uh, you know, the lithium-ion batteries are used in a lot of power tools. Mm-hmm, as it happens, mm-hmm. I used to work for a company that sold power tools, and they said, "Don't drop your lithium-ion batteries." That was Toys R Us, right? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. And. Uh, so uh, although they do sell lots of lithium-ion batteries, because I believe, oh, I can't remember if lithium-ion or, or nic- um, not nickel metal hydride, the uh, lead acid are the ones that they use in the uh, kids' vehicles. Oh, I don't know. Little powered yeah, kids' vehicles. Good... I think they're lead acid that they use for wheelchairs and that. I I think that's in my notes somewhere, but I'll have to stop talking and let you talk and maybe <laughs> I can look that up. Oh, well, that never happens. Uh, at any rate, <laughs> for you guys out there who are curious about the uh, the iPod story we and the article that we have, the article title, just so you know, is How Can an iPod Set Your Pants on Fire? Literally. <laughs> and it was written by Josh Dreamy Eyes Clark of Stuff You Should Know. Um, oh, so yeah. you should check that out. And uh, uh, it's a good article, really good article. So, uh, yeah, there's, it, another way that these batteries can suffer damage is through overcharging. I know we had a podcast earlier, way, way, way back in the day, where we talked about, is it possible to overcharge your devices? Uh, technically, the answer to that is yes, it mm-hmm. is possible. But most recharging uh, cables and, and systems have a safety measure in place that will shut off the recharging once the battery has reached capacity. Right. They, they, have, they are able to measure the the energy density of the battery that is currently being charged, and once it reaches its full level, the uh, the recharging uh, the the electrons pathway to the electrons are, is just essentially cut off. So you're not going to overcharge your your battery using uh, the right cable. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're using a really cheap cable or you've jerry rigged something so that you can try to recharge your batteries, then I can't you know vouch for that. You could theoretically overcharge your battery and cause damage, and possibly that could lead to an explosion or fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was also going to mention. Um, did, did you find the thing you were looking for? Yes. Oh, okay. Lead acid batteries are used in in uh, wheelchairs and uh, cars and kids' toys. So stuff like the uh, um, you know the little cars that they use, where you get in and has the the motor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
pretty nifty things until you get your toes run over a few times. I'll take your word for that. I mean, I don't have one myself. I don't fit in them anymore. I, you know, am pleading that I know nothing about that. Gotcha. Okay. So, so uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about rechargeable batteries, which was the memory effect. Uh, yes, but that's not pertinent to all different types of no. rechargeable batteries. Really, nickel cadmium is the one that is typically uh, to blame for the memory effect. And I can explain that if you want. Please do. Um, I found a whole series of articles um, by somebody that I really liked, and I'm now trying to scroll down until I get to uh, the name. Get to his notes. Um, but the chemical makeup of the battery is has a lot to do with the memory effect. Um, Stall for me. Okay, I'll, let me explain what the memory effect actually is. Oh, that's is. good. Yeah. So the memory effect is when if Found you it. let's say let's say you've got a battery and you've uh, you've used up about half the charge of the battery and then you recharge it and you use up about half the charge of the battery and then you recharge it. You do this a few times. Certain batteries, the nickel cadmium batteries in particular, uh, will eventually retain memory of that 50% you used and think that's the full 100% of the battery's charge. So in other words, you will never be able to get 100% performance out of that battery. What will happen is it'll discharge to 50% and then the battery uh, will stop working because of the memory effect. It, it, it doesn't literally think, but it quote-unquote thinks that it has... Uh, it is has discharged its full charge, even though 50% of it remains untouched. Mm-hmm. Now, you were going to say? Yes, I found a whole series of articles by uh, uh, someone from uh, Cadex Electronics. Uh, his name was Isidore Buckman. Mm-hmm. And um, wrote a whole series of really interesting articles about uh, about batteries. He's very apparently knowledgeable about batteries. Um, but uh, there's uh, the nickel-based batteries have something that uh, Buckman calls rock content. Ah, yes. And that's and that's the memory. That's the memory effect. Basically, um, the idea is that uh, you have to go for a complete cycle, which is what we were talking about a long time ago in our, our Charging Batteries uh, podcast before, where you let it run all the way out and then you know plug it in and let it charge all the way back up to give it a full, complete cycle right. of charge. Um, but, but the thing is... Um, the uh, the oxidate or the uh, chemical reactions basically uh, uh, make part of the battery unusable, and that's why you have to go through the deep cycle process to do that. Now the other types don't have that same uh, problem, and uh, in fact, lithium ion. You're, I, I remember being told never to do a full discharge of a lithium ion battery because that will make it. Um, useless. You can't recharge it once it's been fully discharged. Yeah, um, Marshall Brain's article on how lithium-ion batteries work on the site uh, tells us that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what happens in in that case, according to Buckman, is that uh, the oxidation, just by use and aging, uh, the a lithium-ion battery will gradually just become unusable, just because the the uh, the guts of it, if you will, are are going through the oxidation process. Um, Buckman says there's about two or three years uh, for doing that, and whether or not you're using it. If you charge up your batteries to be used in your emergency flashlight, you put the flashlight in a drawer, um, two years go by, and there's suddenly an electrical storm, and you lose power, you reach for that flashlight, you may not have any battery left. Right, so you still have to replace them regularly. Yeah, you still have to replace it regularly. 
um, you know, you can keep it at, at a 40% charge in a, in a cool place to help prevent that, but you're not going to prevent it no matter what. And there's also no memory effect with, with, uh, uh, with lithium ion. You don't really need to condition them, which is, right. uh, which does contradict what we said in that podcast, because I remember specifically saying that. So, uh, bad on me for not finding Mr. Buckman's article before then. Well, that was the thing is that it's confusing, right? Because it all depends it on the type of battery. With the mm-hmm. nickel cadmium, you have to, it, you don't have to, but if you want to avoid the memory effect, you need to discharge it as fully as possible before you start recharging it. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, the little crystals that will form in that battery will will coagulate and get yeah. bigger, and the crystals will get bigger. And as those those crystals, essentially, you could think of it as they take up space yeah. and uh, become inert. So the, the more crystals form, the less power your battery is going to have. So if you discharge it all the way, those little crystals don't really form as quickly. They don't coagulate or whatever. Uh, then you can recharge it and you're fine. Um, if you just discharge it a little bit, then those crystals get bigger and bigger until you, that part of the battery gets unusable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in that case, you do need to p- use it all the way down and then recharge it all the way back up. Uh, lithium ion is not that way. In fact, some places I've seen said that there's, uh, the, the best way to keep your lithium ion battery lasting a really long time is to keep it charged between 40 and 60%. Mm-hmm. And you don't charge it over 60 and you don't let it drop below 40 and it'll last, that'll, that'll let the battery last the longest over the lifetime of the battery. Not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, you know, playtime or whatever. Right. If you hook up a lithium ion battery and it's charged at 60%, you're not going to get, you know, 10 hours of use out of it like you would with a full, fully charged battery. Mm-hmm. But over the course of the lifetime of the battery, you'll get more years of use out of it. So um, that's a little too much battery management for me. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't. Uh, I'm not going to be, you know, sitting over my devices watching that that little number creep up and then say, "Ooh, it's at sixty percent. I need to unplug it." Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. you know, it's not really realistic. But the other on. Yeah, the consequence of that is that I do this knowing that the battery is probably not going to last as long as it would if I did take that trouble. Yeah, yeah. But it's too much trouble for me. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, a lot of the batteries, a lot of rechargeable batteries, um, have a very long lifespan if you manage them well. Yeah. Um, but the, the properties of each are different. Like, for example, uh, lead-acid batteries need exercise. They really actually need to be used a little bit um, frequently, you know, just a little bit at a time at, to keep them healthy, essentially, and keep them from from running out on their own. Yeah, if you if you left a car alone long enough, you may discover that, uh, you know, the the battery might have been fine when you left the car, but now when you finally return to it, the the car's not starting up properly. Yeah, that could be because the battery itself, you know, has been left unattended for too long. It also can happen in very cold weather because mm-hmm. that slows down the chemical reactions. Right. Right. Yeah. Going through the uh, my notes, and there's just I've got a lot on on how batteries should be charged. Um, uh, that that was something else interesting too. Uh, you know, I've I've seen the chargers that have the uh, like the fast charge cycle. Right. You know, advertised. Right. You don't do that with a lithium ion battery. Right. It's very bad for a lithium ion battery yeah. to try to make any attempt to. Uh, to dump a charge into it. And really, the uh, fast charge cycle 
um, like you see for some of these devices, it's not really meant to be the regular way you charge the battery. It's supposed to be sort of an emergency situation type thing. It's not uh, that can actually be harmful to a battery's lifespan if done frequently enough. Yeah, there are certain certain kinds of batteries where the chemical balance in there is the sort that can accept a very large uh, short burst of voltage without there being too much damage to the battery itself. But not all batteries are created equal in that, so that's a good point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, uh, you should always pay attention. If you ever hear a story about a battery recall, definitely pay attention to make sure that you know none of the devices you have are, are covered under that, because uh, th this is serious stuff. If they discover that there is a fundamental flaw in the manufacturing process that could lead to a fire, uh, you definitely want to pay attention to that. I mean, I know a lot of people who leave, let's say, like their their computer on all day. You know, mm -hmm. they might have a, a laptop at home, and they'll just leave the computer on all day rather than turn it off and turn it back on when they get back. Um, if that battery has a fundamental flaw in it, then that could become a source of you know a fire. Mm -hmm. You can come back home and there's nothing there. Yeah, I think a lot of people might be surprised, depending on how long they've owned a computer, uh, even desktop computers have a battery in them. That's true. Um, usually, anyway. Uh, I, I can't think of one that doesn't. My uh, Even my Amiga from back in 1990 has uh, one Can we it. get through one episode without you talking about that Amiga? No. Okay. So, um, no, there, but there is a battery in there. Basically, so if you shut it down, it maintains the clock. Um, right, yeah. That's why know. when you plug your computer in after, or if the power's gone out or whatever, and you look at the clock and it's still set at the correct time, or at least the time it was keeping before the power went off, that's why. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. um, Let's see. Is there anything else specifically think, you want to I talk think that about? covers everything that I had. I was, I, really, I was just determined to talk about pants getting set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, if, if you are one other thing that I thought of, just a, a tidbit: um, if you have a device that you know is going to be sitting for some time, or like a kid's toy that runs on batteries that you're putting away, uh, it's a good idea to take the batteries out of it. Um, we talked about the um, corrosive nature of the chemicals inside batteries. Uh, I went to uh, Energizer; actually, has an interesting uh, bit on their website about cleaning up. Uh, basically, they say that the contents of their alkaline batteries are actually they're 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 fairly non-toxic really and they mm -hmm. they don't have to be recycled although I do recommend doing that and I think they would too um, but they're they're not uh, there's nothing terrible that uh, would leach out of them as would be most of the chemicals in rechargeable batteries however uh, if left too long these the chemicals inside can start leaking out and even if you don't uh, aren't necessarily concerned about the device. Um, it can cause, like if you were going to donate it to somebody, say you found these old toys and you want to give them to, you know, charity and say, oh, no, go ahead and take them. Those leaking chemicals can damage the device and can cause problems from other people. So uh, if you do encounter a, a leaking battery, you know, please be very careful with it. Uh, handle it with gloves. Probably a good idea to use safety glasses and put it in a leak-proof container when you're done. Now, speaking as someone who has been burned by battery acid, I, I yeah. second that recommendation. Oh, and car batteries, you know, that there are they're some seriously uh, dangerous chemicals, and there's acid in there um, that can burn you very badly. And, and car batteries uh, should be handled very, very carefully if you try to recharge them yourselves. Yeah, but I they think can, we should let car stuff handle that. They can but, also generate hydrogen, yes. which is extremely flammable. Yes. So you get a, a, an electric 
uh, spark or a flame anywhere near mm-hmm. a battery that happens to have some hydrogen built up around it, and mm-hmm. that is seriously bad news. I, I'm sure you've all seen a uh, video of hydrogen explosions, and it is dramatic and scary. Yes. You don't want to have that happen. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's actually, um, even with trying to plug a re- a, an alkaline battery in a recharger, um, that's what goes on is not, I, I don't know if it's hydrogen gas, I will admit to not knowing that, but um, uh, the recharging process in those batteries starts a buildup of gases inside the canister that the battery is in, and it, that's what causes it to explode if you try to recharge a non-rechargeable battery. So that's why it's very dangerous to do that, and nobody really wants to uh, have that problem. Yeah, so don't do it. All right, well, that pretty much wraps up this discussion on rechargeable batteries. I got a big charge out of it myself. Oh. Did you find it shocking? Not really. Uh, I found it revolting. Really? you got to stay current with this sort of stuff. <laughs> Guys, if you have any questions or comments or you have topic suggestions, you can let us know on Twitter and Facebook. Our handle there is techstuffhsw. Or you can send us an email, and that email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. The HowStuffWorks.com iPhone app is coming soon. Get access to our content in a new way. Articles, videos, and more, all on the go. Check out the latest podcasts and blog posts, and see what we're saying on Facebook and Twitter. Coming soon to iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?